or something that you continually see getting in your way, you got to quit swiping that fear away. Mm-hmm. You got to start investigating that belief, that fear. You got to start getting into it. You got to start reading its profile, so to speak. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, because this thing is going to get in your way. If you just keep pushing it aside, it's going to keep getting in your way. It's going to keep being a limit. But eventually, here's the thing. I find when you face a fear, when you rewrite a belief in your system, then later, once you've actually done the work on it, it just becomes a swipe again. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte, identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Oh, it's me. It's me who's introducing this one. It's all you, man. It's all me. It's all me. Welcome to my show. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to talk to you about some things today. Now, welcome, everyone, to Way of the Artist, where we're talking all kinds of things about living life, being an artist in some form. And that can be anybody. All kinds of people are artists in their lives. And uh, so we're kind of in that space of new territory once again, where we've covered some laws before and the laws are definitely going to come back up. But today you clicked on the episode. This one is all about judgments. And we call this one living beyond our judgments. And and that title is all going to probably become impact in some ways that are direct, some probably a little bit indirectly. But this is a, a, a topic that was something of, of some relevance to each of us over the last little bit, which is why we decided to take it on. Because it's, it's re- judgments play such a huge role in our lives. And deciphering things like good judgment versus bad judgment, that can be a very important thing for us to be conscious of and and understand how that plays a role in our lives. Yeah, I think looking at judgment, understanding what judgment is, how it impacts your life, where it comes from, how judgments are formed, how they get used by you and by others. Um, all these things factor in, you know, I mean, I and I think this largely has to do and I think we agreed earlier, it largely has to do with our expression and our sense of play. Um, you know, and I think we can, you know, if you look at play, like, I mean, as children, you're allowed to play, but at what point as an adult, does play become inappropriate or whatever? And that can be even mm-hmm. a word that might come up a bit, you know, what's inappropriate, what's appropriate, Yeah. you know, because judgment, um, this is about living beyond judgment. And in some ways you could say this is about living beyond what's appropriate or what you consider appropriate. And also living beyond um, other things like living beyond your attachment, because judgment has a lot to do with what you're attached to. And, you know, and these can be scary things. Detachment can be a very scary thing. Being, quote unquote, inappropriate can be a very scary thing. So we're going to kind of talk about how you can actually do that and, you know, venture into the land of maybe what you think is inappropriate or what you're scared is inappropriate Mm -hmm. and then actually find out that it's not so inappropriate but there may have been fears and things like that that kind of made that you know these rules in place these unknown rules you have which basically just kind of limited you or maybe just stopped you and you know and and i think that you know if you've clicked on this you probably have some experience with judgment and you Mm -hmm. can tell that it's maybe not always serving you And this isn't about like taking all judgments and saying, don't judge anything ever. This is about saying like, let's be more mindful about judgment and let's see where it helps us and where it hinders us. Yes. And one of the things too is, uh, I just want to bring this up quickly, which is that if you look up what the actual definition of judgment is, it's something like to be able to arrive to a decision or opinion after careful consideration we're not really talking about judgment so much in that perspective. We're maybe going to, in some ways, try and return judgment to that 
to that form. But for the most part, we're talking about judgment in a way that I think we're most of us are familiar with it, which is this kind of this very uh, dualistic binary form of what is good and what is bad, what is right, what is wrong. Yeah, what is appropriate, what's inappropriate. It's very kind of black and white thinking. Yeah, and it's full of opinion. It's full of things that are not necessarily through careful analysis. Sometimes this is just, these are our filters. These are, as I said, uh, opinions. These are uh, assumptions Mm -hmm. was the other word that I was looking for there is a lot of times our judgments are our assumptions. Yeah. So they haven't had careful thought or consideration behind it, right? So most of the time judgments come out in kind of these very crude forms. Mm -hmm. Uh, And of course, a lot of people are probably familiar through some of their traditions that they perhaps of, you know, some of the old adages of, of judge not and all of these types of things. So, uh, we're speaking more towards that context of the word. And I feel that that's kind of an important thing just to establish on the outset. Yeah. Because someone, if you're sitting there being like, well, judgment's a good thing. It's just making careful decisions. It's like, yeah, no, that's, that's wonderful. We're not speaking about it in that necessarily that context. Yeah. And I mean, you know, if, judgment's an interesting thing because I mean, you know, in in some cases, you know, you're going to use judgment. It's going to serve you. It's going to help you and all of that. You know, I think really what we want to bring up is where does judgment stop us? Where does it feel threatening? Where does it feel scary or uncomfortable or, you know, like we're not able to express or be how we want to be or Mm -hmm. do what we want to do or say what we want to say because of the fear of judgment and so forth. And I think that we can talk a little bit about intent at a certain point. But, you know, before we get into that, I also want to point out that judgment is not because it's a human analysis. It's it's a flawed system, naturally, because mm-hmm. and, and this is why is because projection, because we project ourselves so much on everyone else. And so um, judgment can become extremely faulty when you don't realize that you're just projecting yourself onto someone else. Mm-hmm. So you're projecting your intentions or your past behaviors. So like yeah. the way this can work, and I'll just give a quick example, is that, you know, if you do something or you behave and say, let's just call it a shady way, a way that you know is not okay, it's not appropriate, but you got away with it. No one saw you, no one caught you. Mm-hmm. Well, you judged it. And although you might've let yourself off the hook, the next time you see someone do any type of behavior that's similar to that thing you did, you'll potentially project yourself. So maybe there are behaviors you did afterwards, and then you'll judge their behaviors, assuming that they did the shady thing you did, because those were similar behaviors you did. Projection is a sneaky little thing, because we can sometimes sniff out someone kind of doing something shady, but at the same time, they might just be doing a similar behavior mm-hmm. and we might assume that they did something bad. They didn't. It's just that their behavior was a cue and all of a sudden we're all caught up and that's just really ourselves projecting ourselves onto this world. And that can become extremely limiting or can cause all sorts of problems because now you're judging, but without basis and, mm-hmm. you know, and also very on where, where those things become formed, we're, judgments that people put on to us as well. Totally. So there's this very, uh, there is a very, uh, not necessarily dangerous per se, but there is a, a kind of a, a nasty little circle that happens with this or a kind of a passing on of judgments that, you know, whether it's from family and friends or whether that's from, uh, institutions or the the place that you you grew up in and whatever a lot of these things shape and form where we have judgments you know like i came from you know a a catholic background so you know i've i am, am well aware of the amount of judgment that has gone on in that community mm-hmm. and how that has a very negative effect or can potentially have a very negative effect as 
you know, the set of judgments gets passed on from one generation to the next generation to the next generation and, and whatnot. And being able to look at what those things are and to very carefully uh, even be able to criticize these things, being able to look at where, what these things are founded on. And I think that's really what we're, where we're heading into with this episode is being able to look at our judgments, Mm -hmm. being able to um, not only just look at the judgments, but being aware of when there is a judgment there. Because very often these things are, our judgments are just operating on autopilot. You know, they're kind of going on in the background and we don't necessarily pick up on them. And many of these judgments have really negative impacts on, on our lives and can, and as a result have potential negative impact on other people's lives. Well, yeah, I mean, you see that when, you know, I mean, and just, we don't have to go down this rabbit hole any further, but, you know, you see that with racism and sexism and what is that, but judgment that's been manifested and shared through, Mm -hmm. you know, culture or generation, right? And, um, you know, if we want to move beyond things like, you know, and we don't have to do that in this conversation, but if we want to move beyond things like sexism and racism and all this sort of many isms, <laughs> mm-hmm. we want to move beyond that stuff. We're going to have to look at our judgments and start to see that, you know, we may have to go back and look and go, well, that isn't mine. The other thing about judgment, I think is a really important part of this conversation is like, you could have judgments that weren't yours. And you just got given them or passed them by your parents or teachers or uh, peers or someone. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, now you kind of walk around with those judgments. And then you might you know, and I think it takes a very mindful person, a very courageous person to go back and go, you know what? I don't know if I actually believe that. I don't know if I actually, if I am the kind of person that feels or thinks that. And then what ends up happening is then you might be left with nothing for a moment, the detachment period, which can be difficult, but then you can actually form your own. Mm -hmm. And also here's the other consequence. What will people think of me if I think this way? Because here's the other thing. If Let's just say, for example, you have a racist family, right? But you decide, I don't want to be racist anymore about that. Then you go back and your family's talking about racist things. Mm -hmm. Now you're, you know, now you might even find that you're judging them about something you actually did, you know? And so, you know, there's judgment is one of those things where we have to have a certain amount of self-containment, a certain amount of empathy and compassion, and at the same time a certain amount of sternness and strength to be able to navigate through the world and decide what we think is appropriate and not appropriate you know and and it's it's a it's a challenging subject you know and i think mm-hmm. that um the the thing is is by help, by working through it you you get so many good things you get freedom of expression you get um, more of yourself to come out you probably get inner peace many great things come out of it but to actually take this one on, I think it's challenging. And I think that's why a lot of people just try to avoid it. You know, they just yeah. run away from it. And they're like, I don't want to think about it. I'm going to distract myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to just pivot off of what you were saying there. So we're, we began with, in our pre-talk leading up into this one, we were talking about the relationship between our judgments and expression. I think that was the first thing that we we really touched on with this one. That was the, yeah. the relationship that we most were, were keen on diving into. So really to, to just give a very overall view of this picture here is very often our judgments have a, create severe limitations on our expression. And by expression, we mean the person that you are in the world, which entails the uh, your your calling, if you want to call it that, your your dreams, your um, your in, truth, your truth, your inclinations, you know, the things that are are the deepest parts of you that want to, to come out into the world. You know, these are sort of your treasure trove of 
your authentic you. Yeah. And our judgments can really constrict that from, from coming out. And part of what, what got this going was, and it might seem very trivial to, to anybody listening to it, but for me, it was, it was this profound awareness. I had was with a bunch of friends. You were there and we had a bunch of friends. We all kind of went away together and I just decided to go off on a, on a little walk by myself. It's fall, beautiful colors. The sun was shining. It was gorgeous. I'm on this little walk and I got to this quiet little street, this kind of nice little area. And there was this bench just sitting facing directly into the sun. And I went and I, I thought, yeah, I'm just going to go and sit in the sun for a little bit and went and, and sat down on this bench. And I had this, this impulse, this very excited, joyful, playful kind of impulse to just be like, Oh, just stretch out. Like just lay, like just lay out on, on this bench. I sat there like, no, 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 I'm just gonna, I, I'm just gonna sit here. It's fine. I can just sit here and not lay down. And then immediately I had this awareness like, well, what the hell is happening here? Why, why, why don't you just lay down on the bench? There's nobody else around. There's you know, logically, I can, I can put this out there. There was two other benches yeah, <laughs> that were, that were there as well. There was, but there was nobody there. And my reasons for, for resisting just this, this simple little impulse were so ridiculous, but they were judgments. They were, they were judgments I was realizing about, oh, well, you know, what if, what if somebody comes by and they just see me laying on this bench? You know, what will they think of me? And will they think that that's not appropriate, that I shouldn't be laying on the bench that, you know, just, and it was so ridiculous to me. I just like, I, I acknowledged in the moment how ridiculous this whole thing was going on. Nobody was getting, nobody was even there, let alone anybody getting hurt or offended by the situation. Mm-hmm. But also, even if there was somebody there, it was like, well, who cares? There's not, there's no real problem that's occurring. Maybe somebody might think it's strange, but that's for me to, to accept their own judgment. And again, this was all hypothetical, right? None of this was actually a reality, Mm -hmm. but it was kind of this interesting little sort of thought experiment that I ended up taking myself on and which gave me some insights and aware. So long story short, I ended up laying on the bench and it was just, it was just wonderful. I just laid on this bench. I almost had a little nap on it. It was, I was that comfortable Mm -hmm. and people were, you know, there were some cars every now and then going by, but you know, there was no problem to be had. Right. So this might seem, and it is a very small thing, but there are little ways in which I know for myself, but I think in a lot of ways, all of us, we have these little judgments, these little uh, accommodations. And you said the word before, but this thing of what's appropriate. Yeah. You know, is this appropriate or is this not appropriate? Whatever, blah, 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 blah. And these things can be completely baseless. And these things can be enter into the realm of this really isn't my problem. You know what I mean? Like if somebody has a problem with what I'm doing right now, that's their problem (laughs) more than it is mine. Mm -hmm. So there, and all of that comes down to little judgments. This was a judgment that I had formed. Right. And, and it's led me down this thing of realizing how often I'm, these little things are kind of slipping through unnoticed. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a great example. I mean, it's, you know, it points out like, what are you allowed to do? What are you not allowed to do based on your own internal judgment system that's going on there? You know, and I think this is, you know, not just for artists, but for everybody. I mean, we struggle with this all the time. Like what, like, it's so funny how we, we just disallow ourselves from being able to do so much of what we want, mostly because of this consequence, fear-based idea of what will people think of it? How will it look? You know, Mm -hmm. what will people think of me? And I think like the thing is, is like, in some ways, 
when we're talking about living beyond judgments, living beyond our judgments, we're talking about living beyond needing to always fit in and be normal and do as has always been done. I mean, the, the, the courage to be weird, the courage to be different, the courage to be unique. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I studied a lot of like social psychology, um, and I still do to this, you know, to this day. But social psychology is all about how we're socialized and how we basically are on autopilot based on how we're socialized and how, you know, you can kind of predict the herd mentality of human beings because we have all these ways in which we try to just kind of not rock the boat and fit in and be normal. Um, but when it comes to things like having dreams or ambitions or goals or standing out or having anything other than just what everyone else gets. It's like, you got to be willing to bypass this judgment because the judgment isn't even like, in some ways, when you look at social psychology, it's not even about any one person that judged you. It's about you observe the world and you went out and look and you see that's normal, that isn't normal. And, you know, and maybe in some experience, you saw someone who wasn't being normal get like, torn down by someone else or Mm -hmm. something happened. And so now you go, okay, well, to be safe, to be okay, I need to be normal. And so what ends up happening is you become limited to what you've seen done and what's appropriate. Mm -hmm. And living beyond your judgments means, could you be willing to dare to do something that isn't usual, that isn't regular, that isn't the norm and be okay with that? Yeah. And then you might actually find out that now you have new options and more freedom. But, you know, I think a lot of people, they just go, uh, I just don't want to feel uncomfortable. So let's just not. Mm-hmm. And then they never challenge their boundaries. They never find out what's possible. And then they wonder like, well, why can this person do it? And I can't, or maybe I'm just not that kind of person. You know, then they start the justification. I mean, cause the other problem with judgment is judgment justification, you know? I'm justifying my own judgments as like, they're okay. And you almost did it. You were like, I can just sit in the sun. Yeah. I can, you're justifying, you're going, it's okay. It's not okay. When you get like, and, and this is something like uh, leaders and thought thinkers, like big thought thinkers will always say, you got to get unreasonable. Like you really have to get unreasonable. And I think this is like one of the, one of the key points I want to push home with this talk is like, and I got to do this myself. You know, it's like, where am I being far too reasonable? Where do I need to get unreasonable? Mm. You know, there's a certain amount of like, reason is good, you know, figuring out, finding balance, keeping the peace is great. But like, where is that starting to make it so your life is so small and so confined and so limited that you're not even getting to experience and be who you really want to be? Yeah. Sometimes there's, uh, there's good reason to get unreasonable. Yeah. You know, there's, it has its own kind of logic to it. Totally. Which, uh, is something that we often in some ways explore (laughs) in our conversations. Um, but yes, there is, there is, this isn't to say that we abandon all kind of discernment in our lives. It's a useful function. It's a useful tool, but this is really about where we're letting judgments inhibit the, the deepest callings of, of ourselves. And when we are so concerned, like there's a couple of ways we can, we can tackle this. I mean, there's the judgments that we perceive from the outside world which sometimes we are being judged by other people. I'm not going to pretend that that doesn't happen. I think most of the time we're perceiving judgment where there really isn't a judgment happening, but there is a reality and there is kind of an expectation of whatever society that we're in of of a, a kind of behavior. And I'm also not going to pretend that there aren't consequences for when you go against that. But I am arguing that there are consequences for the moments that maybe you should go against that, that you don't, Mm. right? And especially for, for artists, you know, for way of the artist, there's a large degree to which you have to look at things. You have to, to do something in a way that isn't ordinary, there's a way of approaching something or there's an expression 
that's there. That's how we, we come up with new things. Even there's artistry, even in, in the sciences, the sciences are full of artistry because sciences have to, are all about exploring something or discovering something that we haven't discovered, mm-hmm. you know? So, and that's where there's this terrific uh, relationship commonality between the arts and science. It's because they're really the same thing. It's about going into a place that you've never gone before. And judgments keep us controlled. They keep us in a space that is comfortable and that is familiar. Mm-hmm. And if we want to break into somewhere that's, that's unfamiliar, a lot of times it's the judgments that we have that we have to look at. And we're not free when we're, when we are, when we're worried about the judgments from others all the time. You know, I know for myself as an actor and writer, musician, whenever I am concerned about what other people might think of me, that's when I become very self-aware, not in the good way, but self-aware. And it's like, oh, what am I, what am I doing with my hands? How am I, how am I standing? What's my posture? And what, you know, all of these things of what people are thinking of me enter the equation and I'm not doing good work Mm -hmm. in those times. You know, and if I did all right work, it was, I, I pulled one over on people then <laughs> Yeah, to a degree, at least that's how I always feel in those circumstances. So there is, I think that we're just trying to point out the problem of judgment and, and where judgment can create problems. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, um, I think I think that, you know, as far as judgment goes, as far as like society and just like as a whole, we have judgment is, is we use judgment in a way to kind of keep everything in line, keep a certain sense of order and control and predictability. I mean, if everybody's just running off doing random things all the time, um, there's a, there's, it's more difficult actually to function in the world. There's, Mm -hmm. there's actually valuable structures, right? There's actually, um, lots of value in people tending to do the same things most of the time. Um, you know, we eat lunch generally at the same time, eat breakfast at the same time, go to sleep generally at the same time, go to work at the same time, generally, you know, these types of things. And, and, you know, that becomes predictable. And through that predictability, we can start to, you know, make long-term guesses, make long-term plans, um, put more than one piece together at a time because we can count on and trust on certain things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what the, there's a mundane part of that. And so I think we're not talking about like abandon all judgment. We're talking about push yourself in an area where life has become mundane, life has become limited, and begin to see that you can have some more flexibility and some more room, and you might open up a door or an avenue or something that actually allows you to think or see or be differently than you once were able to. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and this is especially, I think, important for artists. You know, if you're doing what every other artist is doing in in your field, you're in big trouble. You know, you're probably in very big trouble. And, you know, if you end up getting some type of success or opening some type of door doing the same as everyone else, then there was probably something that you didn't realize that was like different about you that you didn't realize was at play. And that was the thing that was working. And you might just think, oh, it's because I'm special. But it's like it just so happens that for whatever reason, you do this thing a little bit differently and that got noticed and you don't even realize you're doing it, Mm -hmm. you know. But I think like, um, you know, if you look at if you look at uh, a lot of like great artists, at some point they were willing to go off and try something that was new and different. I mean, the only reason why we know Picasso really is because he went off and did something different. You know, the only reason why we know a lot of people is because they were willing to go off and express. And, you know, a lot of the time, you know, People don't talk about the judgments and the difficulty of doing that, but this is, this is a part of it. I mean, you're going to have to sometimes be willing to look different in front of everyone and have them not like it or reject you for it. But you have to believe that what you're doing or trust that what you're doing, if it's true to you in your heart and your expression, that it's the right way for you to go. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and that's and that's where I think an artist is really courageous. That's where you actually that's the rite of passage of an artist. I think that yeah, what you're saying is that in honoring your heart, in honoring your truth, in honoring your authentic expression and vision in doing that it's going to it's going to sometimes put you in direct contact and and sometimes in direct conflict with a belief system and this was something that we we got into beforehand which was that our judgments are typically out of fears they typically are born out of some kind of a fear and and a need to kind of control, which again, that's still a fear thing. So much of the stuff is all fear stuff. But when that's taken to a certain level, so you have a fear, it becomes a judgment, it can become a belief. And in honoring ourselves, our truthful selves, and what that expression is, we will oftentimes come into contact with these beliefs, which are fears, which are fears. And, a lot of the time. and that stops us a lot of the time from, from doing that thing, from, from writing that script, from doing that painting, making, writing that song, you know, because, and that's not if you even just, if you're someone who's starting out for the first time, you know, that that's definitely something that will happen if you're starting for the first time. But even if this is not your first body of work that you've done before, there's a part of you that's challenging you to do something you've never done before. And in that you're coming up against a judgment in that you often are coming up against a belief. Oh, I can't write that. You know, I've written this stuff and that was fine, but I can't write this. I can't say this. Mm. I can't do it like this, right? Those are all kinds of judgments, which is in the face of that, you just got to go, well, why not? Mm. Why not? You know, just like me on the bench. Why not? Why can't you just lay on this bench right now? And oftentimes it's like, oh, well, I guess there's not really any real reason. You know, my mind was coming. It's like, well, what if somebody else comes? Is there anyone else here? No. It's like, but somebody might, oh, but there's other benches. Like there's, you know, it was, it's this thing of, of so often these judgments, these fears are, are based on absolutely nothing. You know, nobody's going to be negatively impacted in any way whatsoever, because while we are saying like, yeah, go after your authentic expression, you know, there's a degree to which you're like, well, you know, this is not license to go out and just, you know, knock everyone out of the way on, on your path. Right? Yeah. This is not, this is not, there's a difference between, between, you know, kind of unapologetically leading your authentic life and being an asshole along the way <laughs> while you're doing it. Right. There's, there's, they're not, they're not necessarily together and they don't have to be. Right. And I think that's, you know, there's a certain amount of like, you you have the right in many ways to be how you want to be, but you don't have the right to be exempt from your consequences. You know, yeah. so if you go and you, you know, you're doing something and it hurts someone else or causes harm or causes damage, uh, you're responsible for that damage, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you know, and that's like anything in life though. So you need to be responsible about the type of damage that you're willing to live with, you know? And that could be including to yourself. Um, so, I mean, you know, judgment is, I think it's just, it, you know, I think this is where we can kind of get into intent is like, why are you doing it? You know, where is that coming from? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, there's, and we all know this, anybody who's been an artist has probably experienced the artist that's just trying so hard to be different, just to be different. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not really being authentic. You know, just because you're, you're just, you're just defying what you see to be, that isn't really an expression of you. That's you just looking at the thing and trying to do the opposite. Mm -hmm. What we're talking about is that thing that is inside of you, that urge, that desire, you know, take it as the simple example you did to lay down on the bench, you know, um, 
that that's just a desire. It's not like I'm going to lay down on the bench because this would be different. This would be unique. Yeah. Because people don't usually lay on benches. They usually sit, you know, like, yeah, you're not doing it for that reason. You're doing it because it would be, <laughs> I feel the enjoyment of, you know what I mean? Yeah. But th- that that's an important thing to understand. And I think like when it comes to judgment, the judgment, when it's, when your intent is pure, judgment does not, is not as threatening. But when your intent is impure and is for like false reasons that you know that you'd almost judge yeah. yourself or to harm right judgment the judgment you're afraid of will become more intense because the thing is is like you're kind of in on it with everyone you're judging yourself you know so um you mentioned this in our pre-talk you know how much it might just come from feeling and i think that's so true you mm-hmm. know is that when you have a feeling, when you have a desire to go and do something, that's a more true calling of like, and if your desire doesn't necessarily um, fit in the confines of like what's acceptable, that's when you want to challenge a judgment. But if you're just trying to like do something different, just to be different, just to be weird or unique, that's like probably going to bite you in the ass because that's not really like coming from an, uh, a true yeah. authentic place. There's actually within that within that sort of conscious effort to be different, you've become contrived. Yeah. It's the, it's one of the weird sort of things about that, you know, like this weird sort of contradiction It's like in the need to be different, you actually become contrived. Yes. That's one of these things that I've just, you know, I've learned through my life and, and processes, which is, um, you know, and it's not necessarily that there's a bad intention there. You know, there's there's usually a good intention there, but it's just kind of the wrong way of going about it, right? And so much of of being an artist is letting go of of control. Has been my experience of it that in the letting go of controlling what it needs to be controlling how people respond to it or what people will think about it. I, for one, I'm wasting a lot of energy on something that I just don't really have any say over one way or another. I don't have any say over that. What I always have say over is what is truthful to me that I am bringing to this right now. What is, what is in my guts, what is in my heart that I am, I am bringing to this performance or whatever it is. And in my honoring of that and commitment to that and trust of that, then amazing things seem to occur. Really wonderful original, unexpected, unpredictable things that, that even surprise me. Mm. Uh, and, and will often surprise the, the audience at some point, you know, those, those all come as kind of a byproduct. You know, those things are all, all those, you know, uh, getting a positive reaction from people. That's a byproduct which is, I think, where we get this whole thing wrong is that we think that there is some way that we can force some kind of a result. Mm-hmm. And in that effort, as I said, there's a lot of wasted energy that goes into it and a lot of anxiety that that produces as well. And part of that anxiety is because deep down and maybe i'm i'm overshoot overshooting this myself here but here we go in part of the reason that creates anxiety in my opinion is because deep down we know that we don't have control over it deep down we know we cannot force that to happen that there that there's nothing we can do about it mm-hmm. deep down we know this if you look into it as we have been, 
it's it's quite logical as to why you don't have control over this you know but i always encourage everybody to do that for yourselves look into it as to why you don't have control over this yeah i mean in some ways we're talking about living beyond the need to control everything mhm really i mean like judgments judgment ju- is a form of control in in a lot of ways lot you know ways, and yeah. i mean i think you know y- you have you have a certain amount of control but it's like you're you're not like fully in control and i think there's this kind of like you know and i i wouldn't be surprised if this has been going out throughout history but this need for people to feel like they are in control and they are you know and they get to dictate and the only way you're ever going to feel maximum control in your life is just play really 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 small and safe the smaller you are and the safer you play and the less you make of yourself, be like a little tiny little mouse of a person, you're going to experience more control in your life. Mm-hmm. And the bigger you are, the bolder you are, the more you put yourself out there, the more that people know you, the more stages you step on, the more places you go, the more places your name carries that you do not, you are not in the room as your name is carried there, the less control you have. So the bigger you are, the more you're going to have to deal with, um, you know, judgments and things that are without your say, without your realm, without your ability to confront or whatever. And so I think like living beyond judgment is about being okay with judgment existing, but not necessarily needing to have a say or even an emotional connection to half of it, you Mm -hmm. know, or most of it. And I think this is where the detachment comes in is like, you can think of me what you will, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to do what I'm going to do, you know? And if, if what I'm doing is causing problems in your life, if I'm, if I'm literally directly causing a problem in your life, you know, and you want to say something to me about that, that's what we can look at. We can look at the damages that might be done that maybe I didn't see. I'll share a story. I mean, I shared this with you before the podcast, but I'll share it with everybody here. It's like when I was doing my show, I was dating somebody um, after and they said, you know, I saw you online. I saw you talking about the show and all of this stuff and this young guy. And I just thought you were just the cockiest jerk. You just must have been the cockiest jerk. And now I've met you and you're not like that at all. And they were like, you know, I just made up in my mind that you were like this because you were young and you were in a position of leadership and you were out there. And I figured Mm -hmm. the only types of people who do that are like this. And they said, you know, I, I'm sorry to say that, but I wanted to share that with you because, you know, that was just, I'm just so surprised because Mm -hmm. I'm meeting you now and it's kind of shaking things up for me. I thought, I didn't even know that happened. I didn't know that existed until they shared it with me. But I was like, you know, what am I going to do? Am I, if I went when I was younger and I was worried about what people thought of me, I never would have gone and done that. You know, and I think that there is a certain thing, like people are going to think all sorts of funny little things. You know, they, they, they have all sorts. And usually like I, I look at this person who said that and I go, well, to them, what they're really telling me is it had nothing to do with me. What it really had to do with was that they projected being like that meant that they would have to be cocky. They would have to be like this. So Mm -hmm. they just projected themselves. And then when they met me, they actually, it's funny, have been way more public, way more out there promoting themselves way more and and doing great things, but they aren't coming off as cocky or anything. Because I think what happened was they met me and they go, oh, I could actually bring this out there and I don't have to be like that. But wherever they came from, someone created or somehow their world a toxic belief, and I'm going to say toxic, a toxic judgment got put into their head that putting yourself out there, being bold, promoting yourself meant egotistical, meant arrogant, meant whatever. Mm -hmm. And now, um, since we've met, they've literally transformed that for themselves, Mm -hmm. which is pretty interesting. I'm just kind of realizing that actually as I talk, but you know, we can't live by other people's standards and projections and values. We have to be very mindful of that because, you know, I find too, like even with my family, my family has a very, you know, I'm the, I'm the artist, you know, not really. My dad is a little bit of an artist, but like mostly everybody's done very industrial type jobs Mm -hmm. aside from me. And so there's a lot of judgment that I experience from my family. 
And I find it interesting at times, challenging at times, but it's like, you know, I got reminded this week and it's like, don't live by their values. Their value is this, your value is that. And, you know, in some ways you'll never be able to please them um, because they're looking at life through that filter. And you know what? I, I realized I'm like, yeah, it's not my job to please them. It's my job to live my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm not doing anything to harm or upset them by living my life authentically. They yeah. might not like it. They might get scared for me. They might have all sorts of fears and projections and whatever. But really what they're saying is this is me. I'm scared. I'm yeah. scared to go out on a limb like you're going out on. I want security. Don't you want security? Right? So to live beyond judgments, I mean, there's no closer place than home. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, very often that's where we begin to form yeah. our our judgments. It's a lot of the material in which we we start to shape these things within ourselves, sure. you know, and, and we adopt these things. And especially, I mean, you know, the, the family is not, not that it's just the family, because like, if you go down that whole road, then, you know, it expands so huge yeah. that, you know, everyone's involved, but, uh, including all of like human history is involved, yeah. <laughs> but your family, you know, you, when you're a kid, you end up absorbing so much stuff that you're at a stage when you're not really, you're not really taught to question things. You know, you're not really taught a lot of critical thinking skills. And so you just kind of take them at face value and she's like, oh, okay, well, that's, that's the way the world is. That's good. And that's bad. And you should do that. And you shouldn't do that and whatever. And then it's years later that you discover that, wait, hold on a second. Like some of these things start to start to fall apart a little Mm -hmm. bit. You're confronted with a situation or, or a person that defies that thing that you believed, which was a judgment of something. Mm Mm-hmm right? And we're walking around with these, these judgments and, and there's, and there is a human reason why we do it. Like we, we think in abstractions. And so it helps us to just kind of like, you know, get through in life and do things quickly. You know, we can just like, we can make calls very, very fast and say, it's like, okay, that, 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 and whatever. And, and it makes some things very, very easy but it's often very wrong. And as you say, like, it's like you misjudged the situation mm. or you misjudged that person or uh, the other expression, don't judge a book by its cover. You know, so very often, like, you know, we're, we're looking at covers yeah. all the time. Right. And, and, but the, the thing that's so that we lose in that process, if we're not conscious of it, and this doesn't mean that you have to go and, and look into absolutely anything and everything, but we miss out on so many wonderful potential, uh, relationships and, and marvelous, uh, moments in our lives because we've made a judgment Mm -hmm. on something and we haven't, and we haven't really looked much further into it. I think there's, um, you know, it's interesting you bring a don't judge a book by its cover. And I think that, you know, in, in there's a certain amount in which we are constantly consuming and we want to move through things so quickly all the time that, you know, I mean, even look at the dating apps of today, you know, the biggest ones are swipe apps pretty much, now, yeah. you know, which is basically like look at a face and decide yes or no instantly. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, not too long ago, uh, like, you know, whatever, 10 years ago, dating apps were much more about looking at a profile, having a write up, you know, mm-hmm. um, you, you, you'd sift through by filters, you know, um, and now it's very much just like, boom, boom, yes, no, in or out, you know, type yeah. thing, which is fine. I mean, I'm not saying that it's, it's good or bad. I'm just saying that there's a way in which we process the world today. And mm-hmm. I think that, um, you know, sometimes judgment on a, on a fast pace can serve us to get through certain things, but, um, we need to sometimes look at how we do it. And I think there's a time for 
being quick on your feet and making quick, fast judgments and just kind of going boom, 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 making your decisions. But there's also a time where it's better to slow down and really, you know, what is judgment? But we talked about this thoughtfully, being sensible, thinking it out and taking your time with something and looking into it. And when I think when there is a when there's a belief or a fear or something that you continually see getting in your way, you got to quit swiping that fear away. Mm-hmm. You got to start investigating that belief, that fear. You got to start getting into it. You got to start reading its profile, so to speak. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, because this thing is going to get in your way. If you just keep pushing it aside, it's going to keep getting in your way. And it's going to keep being a limit. But eventually, here's the thing. I find when you face a fear, when you rewrite a belief in your system, then later, once you've actually done the work on it, it just becomes a swipe again because mm-hmm. now you're good with it. Now you're okay. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's kind of a, it's, it's in many ways, it's kind of a well-being type of thing. And, and you had mentioned feeling in this whole process and the, the whole feeling part of, of it comes down to, is this judgment? Is this filter? Is this way that you go about things? It, what is that feeling that it's creating for you when it comes up? You know, is it something that is creating, creating fear? Is it creating anxiety? Is it creating a conflict? And that's kind of the one where it's like, all right, let's read the profile right. of this one. You know, if it's not really causing, I mean, I, I don't want to say anything as like necessarily like a blanket rule, but if it's something that's bringing, like, for example, if your judgment about the world is that, you know, you know what, I think that underneath it all, everybody is really a good person and they just need a chance, right? This is probably a judgment, a philosophy towards life that more often is going to give you a better, more positive outlook towards life doesn't mean that you're not going to be at times disappointed and feel perhaps burned by, (laughs) by this philosophy, but it's more likely to create a positive response to your, to your life than a negative one. Does that make sense? I think so. I mean, I, I think it's all, it's all about, you know, finding a time and a place and, you know, and I think also you, you do need to draw hard lines. I mean, if you want to take that example of like people are generally good people and deserve deserve another chance, um, how many chances? <laughs> you know, get specific about it. Like how many chances? I've been in situations where you know someone messed up, gave them another chance, they really turned it around. I've also been in situations where I gave person chance after chance after chance, and it just allowed more damage and worse things to happen. Yeah. You know, and I think that there's a line between accommodating and that might just be for you. You know, I was actually having a discussion on the weekend with someone about this and about there are things that you may just need to decide what your deal breakers are, you know, and then that's fine. If someone does the deal breaker, then you just move on, you know, and you need to have your, you know, you need to have your way of moving and navigating through this world um, and you know what, sadly, not everybody deserves your time and energy and cause you got to go and you got to live your life. And if you're not careful and you become too accommodating and you become too, uh, I don't know, peaceful and, and appropriate for everybody, you can end up having everybody just, you're just, everybody's living their life, getting what they need and you're not getting anything, mm-hmm. you know? But at the same time, if you come to this person who's like, you make a mistake, you're done, you know, and you just you run life like that. Well, that's fine and dandy for like cutting through and getting some stuff done. But how does that work for you on the return? Now, if you yeah. make a mistake, you're done because that's really what's happening. Because the other thing is by the same sword you judge one, you judge yourself. Yeah. You know, and that's the other thing about judgment is like, I think that we have to find our own internal um, decision about what we feel is fair. And we also must be okay with the fact that not everybody is going to judge fairly based on our system of judgment. Some people are going to be harsh. Some people are going to be accommodating, but 
this is the world we live in and we don't get to control how they navigate it. But I think like at the end of the day, you know, we all are looking for, you know, finding a sense of fulfillment, finding a sense of joy, finding a sense of completion, finding a sense of living out our life in a way that we feel is in line and authentically doing what we want. Mm-hmm. And then judgments can be kind of formed out of that. But if you're, if your judgments in any way hinder any of that stuff, stop you from being authentic, stop you from feeling fulfillment, stop you from feeling joy, they need to, the profile needs to be read on that. Yeah. You know, you need to review that one because it's, it's stopping your life. You know, it's stopping you from living. Cause I mean, what's our goal here at the end of the day? We just want to help people live more fully, more authentically to, to express more truthful, authentic art in the world, mm-hmm. however that might be, you know, whether it's through a painting, through acting or through building a, you know, a building, it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter, you know, but, but I think that we all can kind of relate to that is that we're trying to learn how to, how to work with each other, but at the same time, be truthful. And I think, you know, we have a lot of pressures going on around us, you know, just in society. I mean, we have governments and the law and systems and work and things in place that are constantly controlling us and telling us how to be and what to do and where to go and what to buy and all of this stuff. That this is why living beyond your judgments is so important because, you know, if you're thinking like, well, you know, I mean, I'm just giving you a random example. Well, I drive a BMW, but they drive a Mercedes or they drive a, you know, whatever, you know, uh, their vehicle is better than mine. And you're, and you're looking at that or my car is better than them and I'm better than them. You know, do you really want to live your life based on superficial judgments? Mm -hmm. You know, and you might want to look at that and go like, is this really how I'm going to evaluate, you know, worth? Because the same sword that you cut with is the same sword you get cut with. Yeah. And that means that now if you judge yourself on material things, well, now your life becomes just a product of material. So, yeah, you know, and, it's up to you. And you know? in that example, it becomes a case of like keeping up with the Joneses yes. all the time. And you're, and yeah, you're always kind of chasing the dragon that way. It's an, it's an unending thing and right. it's an unending, um, you know, there's never any rest in that. There's never any sense of, of peace in that whole process because that's you're you're always afraid of of appearances and you know who has something more than you you know and so you're searching for I mean that's a whole other topic I mean perhaps, it's a whole but, other topic but you know it's 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 a great one just to like look at for a moment because and I'm just going to say this is that if you are in the materialism thing you know where you're trying to keep up with the joneses disbanding from that philosophy or that idea of like judgment can be a very scary thing because you will go, well, why would I work for anything if it's not to get these nice cars and nice clothes and nice house and whatever? I mean, that can, that's what we're talking about though. That's what we're we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Sometimes disbanding beliefs and judgments and they're scary. Like I I think I mentioned this in the beginning, it can be a frightening thing. So when we're talking about living beyond judgments, we're also talking about living beyond fears. You you might have to face your fears to get through some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I think you don't have to change everything overnight, but you can begin to start to look at things and start to just be more honest with yourself. And I think that like, you know, if materialism is your thing, and I, I know a lot of people are stuck in it. I mean, my family was, and in many ways I was for a certain point in my life. Yeah. And I would even admit there's a, there's a, a larger degree than I would care to admit that I still yeah. possess within my own self. Right. And so. you know, it's not to say that it's, it's not to say that it's bad. It's just to say that no, if it's, if it's causing you harm, if it's hurting your life, if it's hurting your experience of life or making you smaller, um, it's, and it's limiting your expression and your fulfillment and all that stuff. It's worth looking at and you can chip away at it you know? Yeah. But I like, it's no judgment. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to judge. It's just that, you know, I think what ends up happening is sometimes we, we, we go down a path and we go, I get it. The path to happiness is get wealthy and get a bunch of things. And then we start to buy into a philosophy and all of a sudden we go down that road and we're like, holy shit, I'm not happy. I'm divorced. I'm blah, blah, blah. You know, all this stuff's happening. My kids don't want to talk to me. And you're like, 
<laughs> maybe this and that's a scary thing you know yeah and it's okay like if you've gone down the road the other thing i'll say is it's okay if you've gone down the road and you were wrong you know part of living beyond your judgments is is going like don't judge yourself for being wrong you did your best based on what you were given and now you might just change course and go okay i realized that the way i was going was not really what it's all about and maybe it's this way and you'll try that way and maybe that won't be it but you'll get closer you know? yeah yeah but it's about you finding your own path and not feeling like just because you committed to a path, you have to live that path forever. Mm-hmm. You know, cause I think that can happen too. Is like people start going down a road and then you're like, well, I've already done it this much. I might as well just keep doing it. It's like, ugh. yeah. Or, or, you know, cause that, again, that can fit right back into judgment. The reason why we often continue down a path that is, is not fulfilling for us you know, maybe at one point it was, but it stops being fulfilling. We continue on with it is, is because like, well, this is who I am, you know, this is, you know, or I'm, I'm nothing if I'm not this, you know, and that's, that's a judgment, again, on ourselves. It's a judgment on, on who you are. Mm -hmm. It's a judgment on what you are capable of doing and being, and that, you know, you can be all right doing something different. You know, there's all kinds of stuff that, that, feeds into all of this and we didn't really get much into it but i just want to mention it in here i know uh we should probably wrap this this guy up here pretty soon but uh the impact that judgment has on play Mm. you know like and i think that so often you know like we think of play that's what what kids do you know and we and we slowly lose play and one of the things i love to to do when i have actors come into my classes and a lot of them are are you know full grown adults you know and is to try and integrate a little bit of play back in into the class just a little something you know because it's just so it can be so cathartic and it can open something up that was kind of like dormant and forgotten mm. but still there and it's usually our judgments you know it's just like well well you know that's that's kids stuff. You know, it's time to be an adult now. And, you know, and there is an element of, of becoming an adult. Absolutely. But I don't think it's exclusive to, you know, like to, to play. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't, doesn't mean that there's an absence of play in your life anymore. It, in fact, I think being an adult sometimes means you now have to be more mindful and conscious about making it a part of your life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're a kid, it's just kind of a part of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're just kind of thrown into play. It's just like, and you're before you're even born, parents have toys ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, play is happening yeah. right away, you know, and, and we lose it. We, we lose it as we get older because we've placed a judgment on it. Mm-hmm. And so often that's where, new things, new, the new unexpected, wonderful creations and new solutions to our problems arise in play. Yeah. Yeah. Play is the ultimate trial and error. You know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, it really is. I like that. Yeah. Um, and trial and error is where you learn, you know, it's where you figure things out and you explore and create. Um, okay. Well, you know, when I would say, you know, going forward, as far as like just leaving everybody with some things. I mean, I would say that, you know, make some time, make some time to play, make some time for room to express yourself. And, you know, I I think um, you brought up this in reminding me of an exercise is, you know, touch, touch your heart, put your hand over your heart. And this like, kind of like ask yourself, like, what do I really want right now? What do I really want to do? What would, you know, and, and, and let yourself kind of explore that and, you know, dare to go down that road a little ways, you know, see what happens. And I think the other thing too, with, um, with the judgment is, you know, people are going to think what they're going to think, you know, and you can live by everybody else's approval and everybody else's opinions and you'll get a certain kind of life, you know, and I think if you um, are willing to do something in spite of what others will think of you, you know, there's an ego death that occurs with that. And that can be very freeing and very important because, 
who you think you are or who you think you need to be can be this judgment you carry with you all the time. And so um, be willing to maybe disband a little bit who you think you are, who you think you have to be. And you know, people might go like, I never saw that side of you before. I never, never knew you could do that. And that could be a wonderful thing for you because maybe you never knew you could do that. And maybe you've never seen that side of you or it's been a very long time that you know it's in there. Because I think that, you know, ultimately life's short. Mm -hmm. If you go living your whole life for everybody else, you might just get to the end of it and wonder why you never lived it for yourself. I don't know how to follow that one up. (laughs) If I dare attempt it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'll say something. I'll say something. And it's really, it's, um, you know, just kind of a a process of, of looking at these judgments, which is, as we've discussed, looking at fears as well. And, you know, if you have your own bench moment (laughs) where you notice yourself making yourself small or denying yourself just even some small little thing that's so simple say, well, what is it that I'm afraid of here? What is it that I'm afraid of happening? And is there, is there any truth to this? Is there any validity to this fear? And then is this also how I would choose to be and how I would choose to live? This is kind of a process that you can actually take yourself through to really actually establish what good judgment is, which is to just look at something and think about it (laughs) for what it is. Yeah. And perhaps you'll find that you get rid of a couple of judgments that you've been carrying for for some time. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.